0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Get Out of Wrap. Today I'm joined um, by Steve Mosser who is the group CEO of Sensei and there probably hasn't been a more requested guest or company to come on and try and help us unpick everything that's been going on. Sensei, as everyone will know, uh, the experts in kind of a working from home model. So Steve, Thanks very much for joining. Really pleased to have you on.
1: Thanks for having us, Martin. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here today. No, I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, wh- where do
0: we start? I mean, you must have been asked this question hundreds of times. But what's your what's your take on um, the last couple of years and the pandemic? You know, and what it what it's done to our industry?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I guess it well it validated that you know there are some virtues to homeworking. as you know, I've been you know the uh Mr homeworking and fl- and flogging that seemingly dead horse for a better part of a decade when the pandemic hit so um and you know I I think it, it it's you know by forcing businesses and enterprises to and just about anyone that that can do work remotely, it showed that actually um, what's not difficult is bring the work to the people what's a bit more difficult is uh is you know how do you ensure that people are engaged happy productive all that all, all that stuff um and you know it's 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 been a trying time for everybody us included by the way um for mm-hmm. different reasons but um uh, the the at the end of the day it's it's uh what's what's great is that it's enabled enterprises to embrace it perhaps reluctantly you know uh but you know it's (laughs) it's validated and 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 myth busted everything that you know I, i was trying to you know say look you can manage what you can't see you know there's there's so many good things from a people and business point of view that is possible so I think that's the silver lining of the crisis we went through um now where it's going to go is a different story
0: well and that's I love the idea was there ever a moment when you were kind of going I told you I told you so. <laughs> I, I,
1: you know what? I, I had um, I had that moment where I remembered um, actually a vividly a, a presentation in front of a, uh, you know, the the directors and decision makers of one of the leading insurances. And this is probably back in 2012 and I was talking about business continuity and disaster recovery. And why homeworking was was a, a a good good alternative. And I did go through the scenario of a pandemic. And I just remembered people's faces like looking at me like I had a tin full hat and you know <laughs> I, I I was just completely bonkers, you know. And so that 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 was kind of like I was like, yeah, you know what, I was right. <laughs> they were like, he's you know, gone full
0: David uh, Ike here.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's the thing is, you know, it you know, when you you start dwelling around fear mongering to to try Mm. to promote or sell something, you know, you're not in the greatest territory. Um, But, you know, it it was, you know, disaster recovery and business continuity has always been, you know, pretty important facet of a solid and robust operation. And for contact centers, um, especially in terms of how can we continue if site is flooded or whatever happens. So, you know, again, homeworking presents a lot of virtues in that. And, you know, we were, you know, we've been trying to promote that for, for a very long time. Now, the funny thing is that many of the enterprises that we were talking to did embrace it because they understood the virtues and and we delivered that for them and showed them, look, you can get better results, faster results. Um, and, you know, from, it's also greener and, and all, all that good stuff. So um, uh, thankfully, some businesses did listen and were equipped to deal with the pandemic um and you know that's a good that was a good thing and i was gonna i
0: was gonna ask if you've, you've prompted me there so for the people that had did you find that pre-pandemic then for those that didn't want to take a giant leap they might have said well let's let's try it with a small team and for those for those companies that had gone through the experience and seen the results that were possible that when the pandemic hit, we're in a far better position
1: to then spread it out across the wider population. Yeah, absolutely. And you know in in the in the beginning of Sanset, you know, what we were trying to do is is we wanted to enable businesses to put their own people at home, but this seemed too much of a leap for most businesses. So, the 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 idea behind um you know the our delivery model you know i always describe it as alternative outsourcing was Mm -hmm. was very much let us show you the way let us show you what's possible create a blueprint with our set of technologies that are now cloudworks um and you know how you can uh manage people engage people Um, and ultimately get better results um, more agility and flexibility Um, and and you know and it was like it's always been a technicality uh, that um, we employ the people because again that was from an HR point of view that Mm. was too much of a leap so we employed the people but they you know and it's still today to this day in 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 our BPO um, we you know many of the people will say they work for the brand, they're dedicated yeah. to the brand, you know, and they're completely culturally aligned. Um and, and all that. So the um the 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 model you know that delivery model worked and it did show the way for those businesses and and then they 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 took they took it on and As part of the pandemic, and you know, I was referring to that earlier on, that's what our problem was, is that obviously we experienced massive growth because all of a sudden uh, businesses had to put all their employees at home. And so there was massive demand for our technologies that we fulfilled through Cloudworks, uh, aka Live Desk and Team Tonic and things like that. And do you, um, you, when you look at now where we're
0: at and where the industry is, Currently at, do you think it's here
1: to stay or
0: what, what's next?
1: Uh, that is the billion dollar question uh, <laughs> or billion pound question. <laughs> so <clears throat> um, I'm not I'm not sure, but what I would say is I, I think that the pandemic has has forced businesses to do some homeworking. Whether or not that experience was good or not for the business or for the people, that is, you know, the individual to each deployment and operation and all that. We are creatures of comfort, uh, you know, and and mm. you know whether or not businesses settled into this hybrid working environment they're comfortable with, um, uh, has happened. You know, again, I, I think it's a it's on a case by case basis. Um, I I think a lot of it will come down at the end of the day of what are the pressures, um, uh, you know, that are being faced, you know, industry wide, um, you know, around people and, you know, the great resignation and all that. So will homeworking offer uh, that extra edge for businesses to attract and retain talent, you know, for example, Mm -hmm. versus... Uh, the prospects you know uh, from a business point of view of continuing to pay for empty buildings and you know so I think some some decisions may be done for the wrong reasons like you know what the lease is expiring on this building so let's just put everybody at a home and you know they don't like it tough you know some others will be thinking you know, we need the talent, we need to keep the talent, and the billings of cost that's always there. In many cases, it's not on the, the contact center managers or directors' PL. So they'll say, you know, my people want to work from home. Uh, so let's mm. continue. Again, it could be that people are making that decision for the wrong reasons, i.e., because they've been allowed too much leniency and comfort throughout the pandemic. So their experience of homeworking isn't necessarily true. And that's, I mm. think, one of the other. Things that we need to be slightly wary about, and again, I, I don't want to get into fear mongering, um, but you know if, if whether it's from a people or business side, it's really important to look at. Okay, we we made it through, you know, and great, we all deserve a, a huge pat on the back and probably a hug uh, now that social distancing is in the past as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but it may be that you know we we need to look at at things. It's okay what's worked what hasn't um mm-hmm. is it is is uh, the feedback we're getting from our people is that a reflection of the fact that we made it through or is it a, also a reflection that actually they are taking it too easy now that they're working from home mm. um so and from a business perspective uh, same thing you know is you know if do we really believe that we have the efficiencies and the effectiveness that we'd we'd achieved over the ages in running a a bricks and mortar contact center operation now with the at-home staff.
0: It's it's so interesting, isn't it? Because as you alluded to at the start, you've been um, able to demonstrate and, and verbalize and kind of try and bang the drum for what's possible and that you can manage people, even though you can't see them. Um, Yet still now that those things that you just mentioned there will still be some of the challenges that people will will share back as to uh, why we need to get people back it's not necessarily about the lease, but we just want to get people back and there was um there was an article in the BBC and I think they coined or well, they said it's productivity paranoia, and that they surveyed a a, a a statistically valid number of leaders and you know said what's from the people that you have working from home what are your biggest concerns and, and i know i don't think you didn't reference contact centers but they the biggest thing by a wide wide margin was that they were worried about the productivity now you think about our industry there's a stat for for everything so you can see it yet still still there is this kind of I would say old-fashioned belief that unless I can walk out my office and go and look at the contact centre floor that's going to determine productivity for me it doesn't matter whether I'm in the contact centre or here if I can access the results I can see whether people are being productive or not it just struck me as something that I definitely wanted to like I say you've you've been coming up against that kind of challenge before the pandemic and it's still happening now.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, like with for when you when you develop homework in theory, homework and you manage by output, you don't manage the process. Yeah. You- and contact centers are blessed or cursed with a plethora of measures and metrics, you know, and, you know, that's why I love the title of your show get out of rap, because like, that's the, yeah. the you know, the get out of the rap is that such big amb- ambiguous measure. Is it necessary or not? Yeah. No, but it's not, it's not customer facing. Anyway, I'm digressing, but you know, the, Oh,
0: you can digress there all you want. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: but the, you know, Contact centers have got all the measures, and 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 those are valid whether I'm at home or in, I'm in the office. Again, we're creatures of comfort, you know. And for a manager, a team leader, you know, they 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 have comfort in seeing people. They're on the phones or whatever. They they seem to be working, yeah. And you know, that's kind of the actually that's the enemy. It's the scene, yeah. you know. Um, and I I'll always remember going in the contact center and you know dealing with that exact objection is people will be less productive you know that was the number one you know and Mm. I was saying well actually you know if you give us a chance we'll show you that that is completely untrue if you do it right okay but you you, you have to know what you're looking for but actually you're already doing so it's just you have to do it maybe a bit differently and the actual problem is people overwork you know Mm. so it's quite interesting to think that the myth is it, people will not work enough, but actually, the real problem and challenge is people will work too much, uh, and that's where you know the one of the things that you know and this this gets to. There are many many flavors uh, of 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 home working. There are as many as are out there, um, and you know we we've always said, look, you know we've put the entirety of our intellect and and contact center expertise into creating the right s- solution. To ensure that there is no ambiguity about how people are working, are being productive, are they engaged, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why we build all these different tools um, specifically to tackle these questions. And they're true challenges, but you know, what's always always amazes me is that people, again, are, are just comforted by seeing somebody working and actually, and I just I didn't finish my story that person was talking to another agent over there they weren't talking to customers you yeah. know and yeah you know, and we saw that by then looking at the ac it's like look that's an internal call it's that specific agent you, you pointed out you're like see i can see they're working and they're busy they're like they were busy talking to their mate on the other side of the floor you know so there you go
0: that's uh I, you know. I, I, I love that because i think it's a it's you know um as well as I do that that kind of being a being in amongst that kind of environment, that that kind of stuff happens all of the time. What I'm really interested by is something you said there. It so in your in your experience at Sensei, then one of the things that you have to be or that you've become mindful of is that your home stopping or making sure your homeworkers don't overwork. Is that because they're they're set, you've recruited them the right way. They're set up, they're really focused and they just get kind of carried away and you have to go, look, you've you've done enough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to have to take a bit of a detour on that and what I mean by that. So um, basically, you know, when you bring work to people rather than people to work, you know, Mm. the fundamental practices that you have to adhere to in terms of organizing the work, also need to change 180 degrees, okay? Because if you're not careful, what will happen is um, you're, you know, you, you, I'm sure you, you know, burnout is, is an issue that happens. You know, mm. we see it every day when you have an eight-hour block of time people are working too with scheduled breaks and lunchtime and all that. At the end of the day, they're always taking longer on the phone for a number of reasons. Sometimes customer behaviors as well or the the patterns of the calls have changed and the nature of the calls have changed, but very often as people slow down because, you know, that's been a long day, eight hours, um, give or take. And that's why one of the reasons that, you know, we promote uh, micro staffing, which is the ability for, uh, in Team Tonic, which is our scheduling application, is to organize work so that people can decide when they work and create themselves their own schedule. And so they create little blocks of time that may add up to eight hours in a day or probably seven and a half because there's no scheduled lunch and stuff like that. It's broken into little pieces so that they can pace the work to how they see fit and Mm -hmm. build it around their lives. And therefore, basically, by doing that, by fragmenting my schedule and empowering people to do that, it means that they are less likely to get into that exposure of, you know, I need to slow this down because even whether it's conscious or not, mm. it happens mm-hmm. because they they get mm-hmm. to refresh as frequently as they see fit by deciding when they work. Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah, and this is, again, it's a fundamental because if, if I'm takes, you know, my people and also I say, you're going to be working from home, but I keep to the same practice of Pushing on the eight-hour blocks of time, it's going to create repeat that issue. Also, they are likely to be more busy because of the way I route calls to my home workers or whatever. And 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 also is I might also create a new problem, which is what we term work-life collision. I am asking you, I'm giving you this eight-hour block of time, but you're now working in your mo- most personal space, your home, and that might clash with your home life. You know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Again, we're t- really trying to promote um, now uh, best practice um, to you know everybody out there. You know, it says, look, it's really critical you think about these questions because otherwise, homeworking may not work for you and your people because people are going to burn out. Because you can say, you know what, I'm too busy. You know, this isn't working for me. I, I you know, I. I want to choose when I take a break so I can go walk my dog or go and do some shopping or whatever, and also refresh my mind so that each time I'm customer facing, I'm optimal in terms of my mindset because I'm empowered to decide these things.
0: I I absolutely love this because I've always thought in my career, the more senior you get, the more freedom you get to say, no, I'm not taking that meeting then. Um, I'm going to take it here because, as you say, I'm going to walk the dog at one o'clock, mm. and yet we don't offer because we're trying to serve customers and we haven't approached the challenge the way you guys have because that's that was that's your business, right? Mm. Is we just go and I, and I know this used to be a constant and probably still is a gripe within contact centers, um, a few of them, let's say. Where people come in for their shift and they look at their rotor and their lunch is scheduled like two hours, two hours later. And mm. you know, well, I don't, I don't want to take my lunch then. And I, we're, and as we've got more senior, we can kind of go. I, do you know, what I'm a, I'm better working in the morning. Mm. I make my afternoon a little bit more, little bit more relaxed. What was the phrase that you used? Micro,
1: micro scheduling.
0: And that, could you just
1: explain that? What
0: is that then? In, in-
1: it's- so uh, I- effectively, like think of it of like um um a a it's it's a scheduling application, but basically what contact center plan workforce planning does is they put how many people they need by half hour into a grid weekly grid, and then against that, everybody decides what they want to work. Um, and their constraints are obviously the operating hours, the, the requirements of, the, of their employer or their client in our case uh, for outsourcing and, and the hours they're contracted to work. So if I'm contracted for 30 hours per week, I basically design my schedule against what has been posted by my, my client or my employer. And so it's it's a two two-sided coin. I, from a business point of view, obviously that gives you like so much agility. If you think of it mm. against, you know, the contact center scheduling framework is I I think about it like little pieces of Lego with 16 yeah. rows half an hour, and I stack them against my forecasted demand, you know, to my budget. You know, I, I have as many pieces as my budget can afford, and I have to stack them up in a way that that best meets the demand so that I can meet service, right? Um, in our world, it's not 16 rows. It's just one. You know, it's little blocks of half hour that you stack up. Mm. So your your granularity means that you are able to meet the workload, the uh, for, forecasted workload much, much better. And the bonus is that you don't get you get rid of what uh, we term organic idle time. I am waiting for a call because inevitably there's going to be too many people for the demand since that's why we give them lunch breaks and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why it's always at the same time. Cause we know that there's not going to be enough calls and we don't want to, you know, people are not going to be productive, but in the world of micro staffing, the huge benefit is that, that you get you don't need that anymore because you can stack you just don't post any hours where you don't need them or you put less right Mm -hmm. Uh, from a people point of view i say the virtue is it gives them the ability to 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 decide when they work and builds against the client requirements and the system is catered so that um supply and demand match very effectively so we get generally to levels of uh being able to meet 95 percent of the requirements across 95 percent of the intervals within a week so that's that's right it's, it's actually you know it's in in a brick and mortar that's mission impossible
0: mm,
1: yeah okay. and and yeah so people and people love that so um we you know we and we've refined the system over the years we've got lots of really cool innovations we have um a new uh, solving engine where people actually put in advance what they, they they want for that week, and this and it looks at the re- requirements and it tries to find the optimal and fair solution for everybody. So that basically, uh, when they get to design the rest of their hours, they've already got what we're finding on right now is about sixty to seventy percent of their what they want already pre-populated. That's um, brilliant. Yeah, and downstream we have this um, uh, the auto swap engine. So that's people can tag the hours they have but don't want anymore, and the hours they don't have but would like, and then the system looks at it periodically and reallocates. So it's kind of like an exchange, if you like, <laughs> yeah. but it's uh, one to many, um, and it's 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 really brilliant. So we're really excited about that.
0: And if I know if I'm one of your workers, uh, for example, one of your team, and I know that I'm able to do the school run, or I'm able to go to the gym at 11, because I know it'll be quiet, then when it comes to actually doing, doing my work and doing the job, you assume, don't you, that I'm going to be more engaged, I'm going to be more committed and ready, because I feel like I've had, I've got that balance in my day as opposed to the collision which is another phrase I love by the way I'm going to steal that one Mm.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um I mean you know the the cynical person will say yeah but with you know seven different starts of stints a day that's seven times more reasons to be late you know um, and you know there's some truth to that but again that's like it's you know that just needs to be managed you know to every solution you always create kind of a little a smaller problem and then you deal with Mm -hmm. it as you get along but you know obviously we our technologies enable us to manage and deal with that so
0: if you think about um the great innovations there that you're talking about in technology and we see great use of technology across our industry and then we've had the forced upon us, seismic event of the pandemic, that you would think we would start looking at our, how we work, the concept of work, and sure. that it hasn't really changed since Victorian times, but here we are now, and we've gone flex. Would you say, in your opinion then, that, um, and that phrase that we haven't used yet, which I think is amazing, that we haven't said hybrid, um, sure. Where, where, do you, where do you see the lay of the land in terms of companies? Are they, are they thinking, right, well, we've gone through it now. For those that want to stay at home, they can, if they really kick off, but we're gonna try and bring everyone back. Or do you, would you class people as more progressive in that, like you mentioned earlier, it's, our industry is about outputs and people. So if we're getting the good outputs and the people are happy, why would we change anything? Where are
1: organizations on their journey? Yeah, so I guess first first thing is I think the pandemic has democratized homeworking. You know, I think it's mm. made it available to everybody. You know, and again mm. it was forced, but I think that that is that is a good thing, you know. Mm. Um, even you know, we've always said homeworking is not for everybody, you know. And mm. I again I'll, I'll quote a typical customer service director saying, I can't manage them right here under my nose. How the hell am I going to manage them over (laughs) there? And I said, the keyword is they. It's not the same type of people because not everybody loves homework. And some people love the office because, you know, it's, there's loads going on and, you know, and then everybody's excited about, you know, going to the pub in the evening or whatever, you know? Um, And some people don't care, you know, they're very happy. Just making an honest living from the comfort of their home and they're super happy and, you know, they get to to be at home with their pets and stuff like that. So I think, you know, that still stands true. You know, it's not like a one, there's definitely not a one size fits all. Right. I, I'm a real believer that people should be doing what they want to do and what they believe they do best, because that's how you perform best, but also that, stands true in parallel in terms of where they do it best and if they they feel and it's a true statement that working from home they work better they perform better and they're engaged better then I'd I'd be crazy as their employer to tell them no come back in the office Mm -hmm. so the best way is in my opinion is for businesses to now look at all right what is your hybrid strategy you know what is what does the future look like? What are the dynamics from a business perspective? You know, again, I, I spoke about leases earlier on. Um, you know, new quotas of office space. You know, uh, now that the pandemic says now you must double the floor space per employee. Um, and what do our people say? What do our people want? Um, and and take take all that on board and uh, you know uh, and analyze it to try to understand what is the best solution the best balance between business and people prerogatives so that you find that new balance of in this hybrid world um, i think fundamentally saying you know we did homework just because we had to do it this is over would be a fundamental mistake and i think businesses would be missing a trick uh, mm-hmm. equally i think saying you know what it's a lot cheaper for us to operate with people at home. Let's just put everybody at home and everybody stays at home it would equally be a mistake. You know, it's things need to be considered. And it's about what, you know, finding, as I said, this new balance, you know, and I, I, I can't tell you where it's going to go. I wish I could. I don't have that crystal ball. But, you know, my guess is, is that you know, people will continue doing it. And because now it's been democratized and I can virtualize the job, I put it at home for even the frontline contact center worker, um, you know, there's no reason I shouldn't be doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I remember um, one of your team was on the podcast way before the, the pandemic and something he said stuck with me around, you mentioned democratization um i've also loved the fact that you guys have been at the vanguard of opening up parts of our society and demographics that maybe didn't have access to the kind of work that they can do with you and in our industry so because if they had a you know physical or there was something that prevented them getting to a place of work whether that's where they live or something about them um through through you guys they were they were able to do it and i think that's that's amazing it's been another positive benefit of this kind of forced upon us situation hasn't it and it lends me to ask you it when you do compare and contrast you mentioned something earlier about you know when you were saying to people let let us let us do it and we'll be more productive um what what other sort of comparisons and contrasts are there between you know the, the team that you have versus uh and i know that's a bit of a generalization isn't it because you just said there's no they but do you have you always recruited differently have you always trained differently to um the kind of bricks
1: and mortar approach um so yes i mean i mean i'll start with the training because that's easy obviously we we cracked that nut of remote uh, virtual training back in 2011, something like that. Um, that was really the big breakthrough uh, because it meant that there were no more um, constraints. There were no ge- board, board. It was borderless. It became borderless, basically, mm. Even though we, we, we operate yeah. in the UK. But it meant we as long as you had broadband and you had a computer, you could join uh, the party. Um. So, and so we do, it's all, it's always been about trainer led classrooms, right? It's not, you know, I'm on my own self-paced learning, learning something. Mm. So we just, we always map out and we basically virtualize the content for e-classroom delivery uh, for, for our partners. Um, And, um, and, but from a, um, a, I guess from a recruitment and sourcing perspective, um, you know, I mean, I, I founded the business, uh, on the principles of really sense being a socially positive and progressive engine, you know, and really creating sustainable careers for people that had a need or desire to work from home. Yeah. And I think, and, you know, for, for a long time, I mean, our, our, um, people for example with disabilities made like a a quarter of our workforce and it's not Mm -hmm. a it wasn't a coincidence it's just because there was no availability to them before right Mm -hmm. the great thing and I again is the domino effect and it's some of the pandemic is that now that's opened up that for everybody else any other contact center now can finally tap into that talent that's out there but just Before it was, they couldn't reach the contact center or it wasn't a, you know, despite best intentions, a hospitable environment for whatever conditions they had. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the great consequence of all this. Um, Say that it's democratized and and all that. And from from a sourcing perspective, you know, we always um, measured. basically not people's desire to work from home but what we are and we still do um but what uh, are why they want to homework you know and make sure that they want to do it for the right reasons and mm-hmm. that they know who they are it, it's a famous know thyself you know because yeah because some people think it sounds great on paper i've always said it you're going you know like rewind five years and you're going to contact center say who wants to work from home everyone goes yes you know um or you know 95 percent say yes uh you put them at home within 10 days they they they're just like well i don't know if i enjoy that because again they're missing all that social connection thing mm-hmm. um because businesses don't have the technologies to do that you know and that's what the the live desk technology does it just brings everybody together and literally so they're on the same page and can collaborate and communicate in a single space um and that's that's a real game changer uh, in terms of engagement and ensuring people that homeworking is sustainable for them and they can see the mm. fun side of it but it's mm. still not going to fundamentally change them if i don't like being on my own i don't like being on my own so i i'll just want to go back to the office so in the sourcing strategy if you're sourcing from scratch it's very, for people that are going to be 100% at home it's really critical to have some kind of meter or a meterage of that assesses uh, if the reasons they want to work from home are valid, true, and sustainable.
0: Firstly, I I think you should be rightly proud of what what an amazing um, reason for founding a, a company. I I applaud you. I do. I, that gave me goosebumps. I love that. Um, And just that kind of access to a quarter of your workforce with some sort of disability, I think is, is amazing. Um, The, the live desk concept by um, I've seen it, I've seen it in action. I think it's, I think it's amazing. Is, was that specific, and maybe if you could explain it um, for the listeners, but also was that to try and address that kind of um, still having the connection, still having the esprit de corps and the, those off-the-cuff interactions, whilst also recognising, like you say, someone that um, thrives in a home working situation doesn't necessarily need the same level of uh, physical engagement, let's say, um, mm-hmm. but at its
1: core, what, what is Live Desk? So. Um it's 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 actually pretty hard to describe but it's uh, uh you know <laughs> yeah. by uh, lord of the ring descriptions it's the page to unite them all you know um <laughs> yeah. and, but basically so why we built it in the first place okay was because we we had people that were sourced trained and co-managed dedicated to a class brands out there mm. um and you know, I'm truth to my word, I wanted to prove that we can deliver great results. And what was very apparent was that the, the information and support, the information flow and the real time support um, of our people that were at home versus the people that were in the office employed by the, the client was not level at all. So we were underserved and the the people in the office were served appropriately let's say so then you know and as you know contact center environments are vibrant and very dynamic things happen all the time and especially environments where compliance is so important um uh, in you know in like fca regulated spaces you want to make sure you have exactly the information you need at any time and if you have a gap for whatever reason whether it's capability knowledge or just because you know it's beyond your skill level you have to have instant and support and certainty and continuity of that support so we built the live desk initially because we wanted compared to the in office client employee counterparts we wanted to level the operating field that was the goal right mm. and again literally to bring everybody on the same page so that the client could support directly the people when they had questions or post the information so that they would have the same flow than within the contact center, not rely, okay, can you tell somebody to send the email to the Sansei team so that they, about the latest breakthrough critical information they need to, to inform the customer, mm. you know? And sometimes that person yeah, yeah, I'll do it in a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah. you know that just doesn't work. So. That's why we created live desk. Now what's really I suppose an unintended consequence is that it's become really uh, mission critical in this hybrid world because now that everybody's got people in the office, people at home distributed and all that kind of support, what you want is you want this place and that's why we did call it a digital workplace. so that's the short answer around what is live desk. It's a digital workplace for everybody on the same work mission, all right mm-hmm. so let's say just a I am in household claims for an insurance. Whether the agent is in an office inside A, B, or C, uh, or the outsourced site in South Africa or somewhere at home, employed or outsourced, everybody on, in that team or in that department or line of business is together in real time in a live desk. And you mm-hmm. have virtual floor walkers, um and and people to support so that you have real-time information support and care wherever you are you are treated equally and the game changing is that we can track all that interaction so that we know that who's asking what questions when etc etc so it enables you and businesses that use it to have the insights for continuous improvement and have you know understand What are the knowledge gaps, the capability gaps? What is the response time of Floor Walker uh, Martin versus Floor Walker Steve? Are they providing Mm -hmm. the right answers? Mm -hmm. You know, which is not something we could do before, right? It sounds Mm -hmm. silly, but because Mm -hmm. before Floor Walkers were running from one corner of the floor to the other, answering questions and going to the next one, there's no record of those interactions. So that's what LiveDesk does. It does a lot of things and it does, as I said, It's, it's the one place for all your real time information to be um, what I need to know to broadcast alerts and all that. So nothing's missed by anyone. If I need support whilst I'm with the customer, it's so it's the place to go to get that support and I'm insured I will get it because it's a centralized, Mm -hmm. virtualized function. And if I need care, because for whatever, I had a really upsetting call. I can also, uh, you know, uh, provide my pulse and request what we call a pick me up so that, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm at home, there's nothing worse than if you're a home worker than having a bad situation and not knowing where to turn to. You know, and my, my team leader may be busy or may mm-hmm. not even be on shift, you know, so mm-hmm. it ensures that I, I, I can get that care and support and also from my peers because everybody is there at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. I love it. A very long answer. <laughs> it, no,
0: I, I, I absolutely love it because I can remember thinking about um, this and homework. And um, as an agent myself, I remember at the end of a long shift, sometimes you just get a customer who is angry. And that's fine. Normally you can deal with it. But this customer in particular really um, was antagonizing me. And shouting, and it was one of those where you can hear the voice coming out of the headphones if you walk past someone. And when the call finished, I just sort of took my headset off and just put it on the on the desk. And the guy that I sat next to just went, um, "Best call you've ever had," you know. Just it was a moment of humour, and it, it it enabled me to laugh and then put my headset back on and carry on. And I remember yeah. thinking, how how do you how do you replicate or how do you get that same help that you've got not from a team leader but from a peer and i remember when um i saw live desk something like that happened and i love this concept of the pick me up because it's kind of like you you the rules behind it are like triage don't they so there's kind of you know that this is something that requires immediate an immediate response and just to see it all see all, all happening at once. it was it was fascinating. And I thought
1: you guys have absolutely nailed this one. It's brilliant. Yeah, thanks. Well, look, we try, and as I say, you know it what's interesting is that you know you remember you know the 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 consistency of the magic seas of customer service, you know, and what it does, it provides consistency as much from how I operate, um, but how I serve my people, those people that are powering my customer services making sure I'm consistent in the support and care I can provide them. And I think, you know, that should be the the minimum standard. You know, uh, you don't want second class citizens and especially not your home workers or, and, and, you know, and even just as an outsourcer, you know, I said, you know, it's like, look, I'm doing the, we're, you know, we're in business because we want to, you know, we want to, help your bottom line and all that but the minimum we want is is for us to be treated fairly and equally compared to your own people that are doing the same thing it Mm. you know why wouldn't you do that right Mm. Um, you know i think it's it's great that you know it's taken a life of its own now and you know what live desk is you know it interestingly it's become our flagship product um, because there's a universal need to it now, whether or not businesses are really aware and in touch with that problem just quite yet, that's a different story. Because you know, it's 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 the the famous you don't know what you don't know, um, mm. and people have done fantastic work with fantastic tools like Microsoft Teams or or Google Meet or even you know Slack or Zoom they're they're fantastic mm. products, but they don't work well on a very scaled basis. And they don't provide all these little bells and whistles because that are fundamentally needed for a contact center operation. So that's where mm. library really differentiates from those. well, you
0: were you were ahead of your time, and um, it's actually served as well as the industry that we we had an expert <laughs> expert organization that I'm sure everyone was saying you know oh hi Steve how you doing (laughs) um help (laughs) yeah yeah
1: there's yeah there's been a lot of that you know as I said we were the pandemic I'm sure it was the same for everybody at the end but it was definitely the busiest craziest times in our lives you know Mm -hmm. um and you know it's as you say you know the the silver lining is is that you know it it's You know, those naysayers, those people that just didn't believe uh, in Mm -hmm. homework. It's tipped that balance now. And I think there's there's not a lot of organizations that would look backward and say that was better. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm that gives me hope. Yeah.
0: Well, Steve Mosser, this has been fascinating. Thank you so much. I I know we're going to do a couple more, I think, as well. And it'd be lovely to um, maybe go back and forward around kind of the the growth of Sensei from the from the start and but also just pick your brains about our industry in a bit more in a bit more depth. But this has been brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: You're most welcome. Thanks for having me and and you know keep the good work. Thank you, mate.